Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we are all about empowering you our entrepreneurial audience, to help you take your business to entirely new heights. For all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show. Spread the word. I also see you spreading it on Twitter and Pinterest, social media, Facebook, all over the place. And again, thanks for subscribing. It's because of you we continue to empower and impact other entrepreneurs all over the world. So again, I cannot thank you guys enough for, again, spreading the word and listening and subscribing to the show. If you haven't yet listened to the last episode, make sure to go back and listen because we had Eric Scheinkop on the show. And uh, Eric shared with us how he's been disrupting multiple industries and how you can do the same thing in your industry. So if you want to listen to how to disrupt your industry in a huge way, make sure to listen to my interview with Eric. Also, remember to stay all the way to the end. I have something special that I want to share with all of you. Oh, and don't forget, if you want to ask a question on the show, if you have something that you want me to bring up to our esteemed guests, a topic, a question, you can always do that. I always answer my emails. The email is, write this down, info at successhackers.net, info at successhackers.net. That's the email, and email me and let me know what you want me to ask. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who's not only has a multiple seven-figure business, but he's also all about giving back to charities. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Cole Hatter. Cole, are you ready to rock? Ready, man. Yes. Cole Hatter is an entrepreneur, investor, author, and award-winning speaker. He invests in real estate, startups, and several funds exceeding $100 million. Cole is the founder of Thrive Make Money Matter, an annual conference designed to teach entrepreneurs how to dominate in business and in life while making the world a better place. He has a seven-figure business as well, which is real estate investing, and he sold over $100 million worth of real estate education products, speaking from stage for Fortune Builders, a real estate education company. Cole Hatter, welcome to Success Hackers. It is really great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me, Scott. Man, it's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, Cole, I gave our Hacker Nation listeners little information, but we'd love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business. Cool. So, yeah, you did a great job summing it up. I was and am a real estate investor. That was my first uh, shot at real entrepreneurism outside of what I did as a kid, uh, where I actually like hired people and paid taxes and stuff. And uh, that was real estate investing. I did very well from 2005 at 21 years old when I started through 2008. And then any of your, I know your audience is worldwide, but any of them that are in America know what happened in 2008. And so not only do we have an economic collapse, we had a real estate collapse and I got my teeth kicked in. And 
And, uh, I realized pretty, pretty quickly, well, shoot, maybe I shouldn't have only had one stream of income. Maybe I should have diversified. So limped my way through the recession. And then as things started coming back economically, uh, after paying all the dues to the University of Hard Knocks that are <laughs> any dues possible and, and surviving that tuition, um, as I started coming back, I started diversifying. And like you said, on several different businesses in all different industries, which, you know, people think it's kind of crazy that I, I'm a real estate investor. So maybe it makes sense to then have like a mortgage brokerage or like mm-hmm. a real estate brokerage. But now we're talking about things that have nothing to do with real estate as well. And I also love investing in people and businesses that make me in the world a better place too. So I'm a venture and angel capital. I'm sorry. I'm a venture capital. I'm in a fund uh, where we all throw our money in and fund businesses. I also do privately angel investing myself for people who have ideas that, uh, you know, I want to be in that first round of funding and, and that's fun too. And, uh, and then like you said, also thrive is probably my newest venture getting into the conference or event space of hosting my very own event. And that's again, it has nothing to do with real estate or investing at all, but, uh, it's my life's work. It's my biggest passion on my plate right now. I know that you originally wanted to be a firefighter when you were growing up at a young age, but then something happened tragically that derailed that plan a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit what happened? So I actually was a firefighter. I wanted to be. And in high school, around high school classes during the day, I went to college at night so that when I graduated high school, I was all set, went right into my academy. And at 19 years old, was working with a department, thought I'd have my whole life figured out, just be a firefighter, retire, and and be done. And uh, like you said, I got in a car accident. Uh, where I was ejected from the car going, they, they estimated around 80 miles an hour. And, uh, you know, f- flying out of a car at 80, you, you lose more than skin. And so, uh, hmm. I had to, I was in a wheelchair for a while. I had a traumatic brain injury. I had a spinal contusion. So nothing from my waist down worked. I had to learn how to walk again, you know, and all that stuff. But, uh, in that, that year of recovery, when we were not sure physically whether I'd ever be able to be a firefighter or not, cause you can't be a firefighter in a wheelchair. I, uh, I started looking at entrepreneurism and said, well, I might have to learn how to make money all on my own. And, uh, that's when I, that's when I pursued becoming an entrepreneur for the first time. And then, like I just said, you know, ended up finding real estate as my first venture. So was, uh, I, I'll say I've always had the entrepreneur spirit. Um, you know, I followed firefighting because helping people is my passion. And then as life would have it, I ended up being able to do both owning companies that help people. And so I'm, I guess I'm right where I would have been times 10 if, if you look at it. I believe that uh, whether anybody listening, you know, whether you believe in God, Buddha, whoever you dig the most, the universe, I believe that we are destined for greatness. And it just takes some time and some certain paths that we have to go through in order to get to what we're called to do. And some people, unfortunately, never reach it. And some people reach it at an early age. You happen to be thrown into a completely different direction from the accident. And now here you are you know, a super successful, not only a real estate investor, a business owner, like you said, you're, you're also, um, doing so many other things that, uh, I, I really want to get into. But when you look at people that are going through their entrepreneurial journey, you own multiple companies in multiple industries. What's maybe one or two things that's made you successful when you look back at your, your business? Um, you know, again, because I've had my failures, I've had my successes. Outside of skill sets, things that are duplicatable for anyone listening to this, is I, I don't even want to. I don't want to dare say cliche, but I never stopped. Uh, you know, I've I've failed way more than I've succeeded, but maybe I'm just too dumb to quit. And um, even though I failed, I would just try it from a different angle. I would just try it again. And so, you know, it's that old saying. Like I said, cliche: if you fall off the horse, you know, it's not how hard you fall; it's getting back up, or whatever the cliche is. But mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's kind of it is I was put between a rock and a hard place that I didn't know if I'd ever walk again. So I became an entrepreneur through fire, if you will. I had to figure it out. And unfortunately, early on, did not invest in coaching or mentorship, was just dumb and said, hey, I'll learn this the hard way. And after getting beat up enough, then started investing in coaching and being mentored by gazillionaires now. And still, I was on my coaching call this morning for an hour and a half with my my mentor, Than Merrill, guy makes $300 million a year. And so uh, that was one thing that is a huge success hack or trick for me mm-hmm. is that I don't try to reinvent the wheel. I just get really, really rich people to tell me what they're doing. And, you know, Than makes $300 million a year and he, he mentors me and it works out for me to make a few million a year too. Uh, so that's, I guess, one that anyone can do. And then number two is that I'm just, I just don't give up. And I think that, uh, everyone understands before they become an entrepreneur that it takes a, a certain characteristic or, or, um, I, I guess a thickness of skin. And then I think people try it and they say, oh, this wasn't as easy as, you know, the magazines make it look. There's actually some work involved. And I always compare entrepreneurism to health and fitness. You look at the cover of any magazine of health and fitness, the dudes have like 18 abs and like two <laughs> biceps, right? And it's like, oh, look, I'll just, you know, eat. I just will skip dessert tonight and I'll look like that. And, and, uh, the reality is that dude or whoever it is on the cover freaking works out seven days a week and like hasn't eaten a carb since 1990. And there's like decades of success that make them look like that. And the same is true of entrepreneurship. You look at guys like, you know, yourself, Scott, or, or some of my friends who speak at Thrive, like Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. or Robert Hershevek from Shark Tank. It's like, oh, oh, cool. I'm just gonna, you know, um, start a website with my name.com and then somehow be rich. And it's like, cool, that's good for personal branding. But what about the 10 million, you know, behind the scenes hours of blood, sweat and tears? And so point is, I think that, uh, you know, no matter how bad I got beat up, I just kept going. I love that theory. I love the, <laughs> I love the mindset. And by the way, yeah, I did skip dessert last night and my abs aren't it showing at all. So <laughs> different subject for a different time. But I want to ask you about all the different things that you do. So take us take us through that smorgasbord of, of businesses that you do have, not the one that you invest in from a real estate standpoint or from a VC standpoint, other businesses that you own. What exactly are you doing? Um, so I have an import company uh, where we import products from China. I have uh, a merchant processing company. So whenever you go to Nordstrom's and you swipe your card and it's thinking for like three seconds, the Nordstrom has a merchant processor that communicates between that terminal and your bank. I own a company that does that. Um, I own a business within real estate that generates leads and sells leads. I do that. Um, obviously, we talked a little bit about Thrive. Uh, although it's an event, an event of the size of Thrive. Like if it's a hundred people, that's one thing. But it's you know hundreds of people. We're gonna have six to eight hundred people there this year, and so it is its own business as well. It has employees. It has costs. It has income. You know, it has expenses. It has everything. So I didn't realize that. I thought, oh, I'll just throw an event on the weekend. And then I realized, holy, I just started a business. Whoops. And so, you know, I own that one as well. You've already touched on my real estate investment business. Um, you know, so I have that as well. Um, I mean, I can go on. So then then there's, there's some of the non-tangibles like, um, you know, I have my consulting, which, uh, I don't do as much anymore because as much as I love mentoring people one-on-one, I've found that I enjoy more just doing things like you and I are doing right now where thousands of people can hear it all at once. Uh, but so I have that business as well. Yeah, just random stuff. So how did you you go from a from a firefighter? Typically, that's n- not an entrepreneurial type mindset for the most part, and you know it's a, it's an amazing job and it's it serves a huge purpose. But then obviously the accident happens, and now 
not only do you start one businesses, but we just lost track of all the businesses that you actually have. How do you go from that mindset of becoming and being a firefighter to opening up and starting all these businesses? What was the, we'll call it the light bulb moment. Was there a light bulb moment in your journey where you said, and you kind of touched on this earlier that, man, I shouldn't be putting all my eggs in one basket, but you went the other extreme where you now have all these other businesses. So take us back to maybe a moment where you said, man, I only, not only do I want one business to, you know, uh, kick out revenue and, and income stream for me, but I want multiple. So I got to give credit to my buddy Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk on this one. Uh, he says, you know, figure out what your strengths are, triple down on, well, he says, figure out your strengths, triple down on that, and then, you know, if anyone follows Gary V, F the rest, right? And so I'll, I'll keep this <laughs> edited so you don't, I don't know, so you don't have to do any post production on this one, but, um, so that's what I did. I own a bunch of, so everyone asks that question, Cole, these companies have nothing to do with each other. It doesn't make any sense. How do you do it? And it's simple. I do the same thing in every business and the stuff that's different, someone else is doing. And so I know what I'm good at and I find businesses that need that skill set as, you know, the operator or the, the person running the company. And then, you know, the other different vernaculars, industries or, or processes or whatever, I find people who are experts in that area to come work for me. And so, it's not that complicated. I mean, look at Richard Branson. We got Virgin Records and we have Virgin Airlines. Yeah. We have like Virgin Galactic, which, you know, they, they're, they have nothing to do with each other either. Virgin Mobile. How did he, how does a dude like get, you know, what's her name? Mariah Carey yeah. was kind of his big thing and he like records her in a studio and then all of a sudden he's got an airplane, you know, an air, airline company and now he's got cell phones and now he just, what? So he's going to send somebody to the moon in a spaceship or whatever. And I'll bet you, you know, similar, do, dare I compare myself to the billionaire Sir Richard Branson, but I'll bet you he doesn't have to know how a freaking cell phone works or how an airplane flies or how a space shuttle works. He's doing the same thing in all those companies and then going and hiring the, you know, uh, rocket scientists for Virgin Galactic, et cetera. And so I use him as an example because your audience doesn't know me or might not know me. But most everyone knows Richard, and so he's a he's a perfect example of what I'm trying to emulate. Is I know what I'm good at, and I just build businesses that I'm doing the exact same thing in every business. The conversation just changes. Instead of talking about a house, I'm talking about uh, importing our stickers or our hats or whatever from China, or I'm talking about acquiring a hotel to do the merchant processing for. Or it's the industry changes, but my role and responsibility is identical. And so I start one at a time. That's, that's something that should probably be clarified. I'm not, you know, Richard didn't do them all at the same time. It was one after the other and I'm, I'm the same way. And I build it to a point where it becomes self-sustaining and now I'm just a really high paid problem solver and decision maker. So mm. back to giving credit to Gary Vee where credit's due. You know, everyone on this, everyone listening to this knows what you're good at. Cool. Triple down on that. Don't spend the rest of your life trying to be mediocre at everything. Just be freaking ninja at what you do and bring people in that are ninja at what you suck at and build businesses. And then once it's pretty self-sufficient, go on and do it again and go on and do it again and, and just keep using your skill sets. That would be, uh, I guess, you know, my light bulb moment was I don't have to be good at things. I suck at details. I freaking suck at numbers. Here's how I manage my accounting. Just between you and I, Scott, I make sure I make more money than I spend. That's all I do. And then I have, uh, you know, a CFO that does w daily, literally daily accounting to make sure everything's paid. I would, I honestly don't even know who my internet's with at my house because all that stuff's done for me. I just make sure money's going in the account and from things as little as paying for my internet to as big as, you know, paying for payroll for employees, all of that is handled by other people. And so I, 
why would I want to sit and lose my Saturdays or whatever, like doing my weekly accounting, which is painful for me because I hate numbers, I hate details. So I outsource that. That would be one example. Well, I love the way you just put that because you do have a ton going on. And a lot of people ask me as a business strategist, Scott, how do I scale? I know I'm just starting out or I'm two years or three years in. I'm trying to juggle all these different things and do these different things. Here we have Cole Hatter comes on the show and he's, you know, a multimillionaire. He's, he's got all these different businesses. He says to just outsource, but let me take you down that because I think it's very impactful to our audience. Would you agree, Cole, that you have to, and you touched on this briefly, but I, I think it bears repeating. You have all these businesses going on. You live in Southern California. We talked offline about this. You have a lot of really cool things going on in your personal life and your business life. And from an outsider standpoint, it looks all, it looks amazing. Like, like the American dream, right? But would you agree that having one business that you dominate or that you grow or that you scale to focus on that first, build that up, and then move on to something else? Because I think as entrepreneurs, we have the shiny object syndrome. So one day we'll start out one business, we'll listen to these great podcasts, all of a sudden you come on the show and be like, hey man, I got like seven different businesses and I focus on what I do best. And it sounds amazing, but that person might go, hey, that sounds like me. I want to start a personal fitness company, and then in three months, I want to go do an internet business, and then I want to invest in uh, merchant services, and oh my God, what just happened? Now I'm flat broke. You know, here's a, I don't know where this quote came from, but you can't be a wandering generality. You have to be a focus specific. And so let me clarify. I've been an entrepreneur since 2005. I've been doing this for 11 years, and so it's not like this all happened in the last 18 months or something. Number two, like I said, in, in following the timeline of Richard Branson, uh, one company at a time uh, until it's not only profitable but self-sustaining is important as well. And I am the worst at shiny object syndrome because I've got not just the entrepreneur in my blood, but I'm a, I've got crazy ADHD that they've been trying to give me pills for since I was born, right? And so choosing not to, uh, you know, ring the bell of these pharmaceutical companies that just want to medicate me and just doing life naturally, being with ADHD, I have insane shiny object syndrome. And so, um, you know, for me, I've had to develop the skill set of, of follow through. We all have natural born strengths. We all have natural born weaknesses. I know you know that's God. And, uh, one of my natural born weaknesses is follow through. I'll start 50 things and only finish one or even right. get one close to being finished. Right. And so one area where I have had to get coaching, which is why I have a coach in my life always is to help me do that is to hold me accountable is to say whoa whoa, 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 what are you talking about you want to go do xyz cole you need to finish this 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 and this first like whoa whoa, whoa stop and you know I'm, I'm in that process of doing that right now i've one of the things that Thrive, my conference, did for me is put me on the spotlight where now I've got, I'm being bombarded by opportunities by really big influencers who want to do like joint ventures in whether it be product launches because I don't have any products or whether it be actual tangible businesses that they want to partner on. And it's like, oh, sweet. Yes, let's do it. Okay. And then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, 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 stop. Like you've got to focus on, on the one task at hand. And so, uh, you know, I think that that takes a, a level of common sense and, you know, you can't juggle 20 things at once and, and so, so some may be better than others, but just know that what you just said, you know, listening to what Scott just said is important. You can't do everything at once. You just, you just can't do it one at a time. And so that's how I've done it. And it's actually been a struggle to do it. So, so back to the guy that is on the cover of the fitness magazine who has spent years in the gym, you know, I have worked my butt off on 
staying focused. That is probably what I've spent the most money on is teaching myself to be mentally disciplined to start and finish and not, you know, read one or two emails and look outside and be like, Oh gosh, the waves look great. I'll just go surfing now and like actually focus something. So to each, you know, to know thine self be true or to that, to thine own self be true. Know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And if you like me have shiny object syndrome, you got to hold yourself accountable. You, you mentioned uh, thrive. Tell us a little bit about thrive. Yeah, so Thrive is an event. It's my newest venture. Uh, it's a three-day conference. Last year it took place in Vegas. This year it's in San Diego where I bring in some of the greatest entrepreneurs in the world like Gary Vaynerchuk, Robert Hershevek. This year we have Jack Canfield, John Assaraf, um, JJ Virgin, Allie Brown, just, just people who are freaking rock star entrepreneurs. Um, and for three days we teach the audience how to just literally kick butt in business, much like the conversation you and I have had now, Scott. Not from a theoretical like, oh, just write your goals down and it'll all work out, which which there's, you know, there is science behind the importance of writing goals down, but then there's a whole bunch of taking action afterwards and knowing what action to take because just being busy doesn't mean you're productive. It's right. how do you be busy with things that actually show a measurable result? And so for three days, we teach people how to freaking kill it in business. But what makes it different than any other business conference is we teach people how to build businesses around not just making money, but making a difference. And, um, you know, whether there be some type of social aspect or give aspect built into the business model that, you know, we all know the saying money doesn't buy happiness. Well, I disagree. Money <laughs> does buy happiness. It's just how you use it. Right. You know, money used on yourself is momentary happiness, influence resources. And in that case, money used towards a purpose or a cause or something that deeply resonates with you. That's where I find happiness. You know, I mean, I'm, I live in a great home. We talked about the community I live in. I've got every car I've ever dreamed of owning is on my driveway or in my garage. And so I definitely have fun with my money, but the happiest moments of how I've seen my money matter to other people. And that's the theme of Thrive is make money matter. Let's teach you how to get rich and then go out there and use that to change the world. All right, Cole, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies. You actually gave us one before, but I want to, I want to, I want to get a little bit deeper. Give us one more success hack that you could share that can help our hacker nation maybe grow their business or get more focused or anything that you can that you can lend your mindset around or a strategy around that could literally someone might be stuck right now or they want to get to that level of success what's one thing you can leave with our audience uh i'm going to say do your r&d and not talking about research and development it's called rip off and duplicate so you guys can write that down <laughs> Every single thing I do is not original. I'm not Mark Zuckerberg sitting in my freaking dorm room inventing Facebook. I'm in real estate. I'm in merchant processing. I'm in imports. And there are people that make billions of dollars in every industry I'm in. And so when I look at the billionaires or the business, the billion dollar businesses in my space, they are a working, functioning example of what success in that industry looks like. It blows my mind how many people are looking for the quote unquote secrets for success. Just go find rich people and copy them. If you find someone who is where you want to be and you do what they did, you're going to have similar results. Not identical, similar results, different right. skill sets, work ethics, etc. And so in everything I do, I didn't invent any of it. I didn't invent investing in real estate. I didn't invent merchant processing. I didn't even invent putting on an event, right? So I didn't – that's kind of hard to say. I didn't invent <laughs> putting on events, right? And so – Close enough. Yeah. Person, but the you know, point is when I threw Thrive – I didn't say, okay, for the first time ever, I'm going to bring people together into a conference room. I looked at the most, I stocked success, yeah, like, um, whatever you call them, like entrepreneurial business events. I looked at all of them. I looked at their websites. I looked at their speakers. I looked at the branding. I looked at their messaging. And then like Tony Robbins taught, 
ask two questions. Number one, what's great about this? And number two, how can I do it better? And that is literally where my success comes from. I'm not that smart. I don't have a degree. You know, I was a firefighter. Not that firefighters are dumb, but I didn't need a degree to become a firefighter. And then I didn't need a degree to learn how to make millions of dollars in an, as an entrepreneur. I had working models to copy. And so, Tony Robbins, follow that advice. Number one, find someone who is where you want to be and then ask two questions. Number one, what's great about this company or this person that I like? that would be perfect for me to implement as well. And then number two, what can I do better? And that is like probably one of the greatest pieces of advice I've ever been given and greatest success hacks I could ever share. Don't sit there itching your head trying to figure out how to reinvent the wheel. Say, I want to be a blank. Guarantee you there are 15 to 1,500 people or businesses already doing that, freaking killing it. What are they doing? Great. Do that. And what can you do better? Do that and then go get your piece of the market share, period. Cole, we are now going to enter the randomness round. But before we do, I want to remind all the listeners to stay to the very end of the show. I have something I want to bring to your attention. All right, Cole, we are entering the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hacker's version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Cole Hatter, are you ready for the randomness round? I stay ready, so I ain't got to get ready. Best advice you've ever received? Um... If you might as well think big, if if you're going to be thinking anyway, it might as well be big. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I work early mornings, I work mid afternoons, and I work late at night so that my late mornings and mid and the rest of my afternoon are spent with my family seven days a week, 365 days a year. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you. We're 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Do business with the right people. Do your due diligence first. Don't get sucked into a relationship because you think you'll make a lot or meet a lot of people. Only do business with the right type of people. That was a painful lesson I learned the wrong way. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? I'm going to go back to what I shared earlier. I don't care how many times I fail, I'll keep trying. And um, that's it. Just don't stop trying. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? Getting the right people to not just notice me, but like me. You know, they say it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's true, but it's who you know that likes you. And so I think my hidden talent is getting people who just hear about me for the first time to get to want to know me better and then eventually do business with me. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact in your overall business? John C. Maxwell's book, Thinking for a Change. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our hacker nation, what would that be? Super boring, but the one that's changing my life right now is just Google Calendars. I have so many businesses, as you know, and so many people. The fact that I just wake up in the morning and see what my day looks like from nine different people that input has completely changed the flow of my day. So it's it's not sexy, but literally Google Calendars right now is a game changer for my business. Cole, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business, Cole? Uh, they can just go to, actually, if they want like an 18-minute video of me explaining more about the for-purpose business, they can go to attendthrive.com, which is our event website, and then forward slash friends, like you and I are friends. And then they can download a video of me kind of explaining what we touched on earlier. Uh, and then just to follow me, it's on any social media like Snapchat or, or 
Twitter, whatever. It's just Cole Hatter, one word. So all social media, every channel of it is just at Cole Hatter. So I put stuff on Snapchat and stuff. Perfect. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Cole along with some other really cool new resources we have on the site. Oh, when you're on the site, don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Before we end the show today, I want to make you aware of something really special. Besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist, as I mentioned earlier. After years of working with business owners, I've learned that there are five specific areas in every single business where there is a treasure trove of untapped revenue and profits, but for whatever reason, 99% of business owners know nothing about them. They're missing a gold mine because of it. After I discovered how bad this is, I now perform what I call 40-minute business makeovers, where I can guarantee to help any small business owner find a minimum of ten to thirty thousand dollars in their existing business in less than 45 minutes without them spending a dollar on advertising or marketing. I only have a few handful spots available for one of these sessions. So if you want one of these sessions and you're an existing business owner, it's absolutely complimentary to all the Hacker Nation listeners. All you have to do to get more information is to go to 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40, F-O-R-T-Y, 40minutemakeover.com to grab one of your spots. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.